This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. From hockey to wrestling, football to golf, no sport left unturned. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto on the new AM740. And if you're listening in downtown Toronto, we are also on 96.7 FM. Uh, as usual, with me in studio this morning is my co-host, Naz Marchese. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. How are you today? I'm doing great. And uh, also with us in studio today, former Toronto Maple Leaf, Buffalo Sabres, Washington Capitals, uh, Lou Franceschetti. Good morning, Lou. Good morning, Wally, and happy Easter to everyone out there. Uh, thank you so much. Happy Easter to uh, you, Naz. Sorry, happy Easter to you also. And to all our listeners, happy Easter. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a fine day, and we certainly want to wish everyone... A great day as well. We have two, uh, I would say, young gentlemen in our studio with us this morning to talk about a subject that was in the thoughts of everybody this week. Of course, the passing of Toronto's Mayor Rob Ford. And in studio with us this morning are two uh, two of, of uh, Rob Ford's former players at Don Bosco. Of course, uh, Rob Ford uh, coached many years high school football at Don Bosco. And uh, we're pleased to welcome... Uh, in studio with us this morning, Quincy Van de Cruz, who uh, I take it, Quincy, good morning. Uh, you were uh, a, a running back and a linebacker at Don Bosco. Good morning. Well, yes, I was. And, of course, we also have with us Christian Nika, who was uh, a linebacker at Don Bosco. And uh, I know you guys have uh, have very, uh, very, very fond memories of, of Toronto's former mayor, and we're going to... Uh, we're going to spend a, a, a bit of time today uh, sh- with you guys sharing uh, uh, what are certainly your fond memories and the difference that Rob Ford made in, in, in your lives. And uh, before we do that, Naz, you and I, uh, you and I go back a long way. Yeah, uh, we do. Yeah. This is, uh, you know, this is, uh, I mean, and it's great to see uh, Quincy in studio and uh, Christian in studio because you young men remind Naz and I of how we started together. Uh, uh, the whole Naz Wally relationship started on a football uh, field yeah, at, yeah. at Emory uh, Collegiate. Emory yeah. Collegiate. We played high school football together. Um, that's where that's where our sports show started way back when, and and we uh, we we certainly understand uh, the powerful uh, memories uh, and the bonds that are created through through playing um, on the gridiron with. Uh, with other people and uh, Naz, we uh, we have we have incredibly fond memories of our time together, and uh, we uh, we were going to talk about Rob Ford and his and his influence as a coach, uh, but we have uh, you know we were certainly influenced in certain ways by uh, Coach by, Cramner, by our coach, right. uh, and talk a little bit about 
why why that was such an important part of of your life and in in my life? Well, I'll tell you what that uh, taught us determination. We we used to practice till six thirty at night and then get up at seven in the morning for morning practices, and everybody would show up, and we were so dedicated and. It was a team, and, you know, the friends I have today are still guys that uh, I went to uh, Emory with and uh, played football with. So it, it, was, it was terrific. And, you know, at that time, and I don't know how it was with you guys, but we worshipped our coach. We would do anything for him. We'd go through the wall for him. That's the type of guy he was. And, and that, 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 that was it. Of course, that was Coach Gary Cramner. Gary, Gary yeah. uh, uh, we, of course, we didn't call him Gary in those days because we probably would have got our heads slapped. But uh, uh, we had to obviously call him by, it was Mr. Cramner or Coach Cramner. Coach Cramner, couldn't yeah. call teachers by their first names. But, uh, uh, you know, he certainly... Uh, you know, he molded our coach, and we're going to, you know, obviously we want to talk about, with uh, with you, Quincy, and with you, Christian, about Rob Ford. But uh, it, there's there's something special, and Lou, you know, we want to talk to you about this as well. Um, you know, there's certain people who influence you in your lives, and and this is and this is when you know you got small kids and you ask them whether you encourage them to take part in organized sports or not. And there's certain valuable lessons that come from that. And it doesn't have to be high school football. I mean, Naz, you coached minor hockey. I coached minor hockey for, you know, you know I coached minor hockey in the City of Vaughan Hockey Association and the GTHL for probably 10, 12 years. I coached minor soccer. And uh, you realize when you're doing it that there, there, you, that there isn't, you can influence um you can influence young lives, and it's a special responsibility being a coach um, in terms of uh, in terms of how you can influence young lives. And uh, certainly, uh, Lou, perhaps you might want to you might want to chime in. You've uh, you went through a whole bunch of systems, and and, and and you see good coaches and bad coaches. They're not all good. And well, and, uh, and 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 you know, going back to your. Uh, minor hockey career and uh before uh you know before you made it to the nhl uh tell me what did what did what did what did you see in your coaches that you admired and perhaps some of the things that you didn't well i think back then it was a little bit different than it is now uh, we didn't we didn't have the information that that everybody has and their parents have nowadays and i can understand on why parents want to be so much involved in the young kids lives now especially at the coaching level because of all the stories and there there are some horror stories out there uh regarding coaches and and children but uh back when when i was growing up it was more or less we went out and we had fun uh we respected our coaches uh, it was a coach's word and that was it um nowadays there's got to be a lot more communication and i think with with these two kids probably coming through, society's a lot different right now. And and if you don't have a coach that communicates well with the, with their players, it's going to be a, harder for the players to have trust in, in the coach himself because sometimes we all know that every day isn't going to be the same. We're going to have our highs and we're going to have our lows. And sometimes when the kids nowadays go to lows, they go to the extreme. And you really need that mentor or a coach person person that you really have a lot of confidence in uh probably like a rob ford that you can just sit down and talk to because you don't want to talk to your parents about it because they would probably go off the deep end on on certain things so i think it's very very important that communication is the number one value between students athletes and coaches and mentors uh and if there's some way that 
the older guys or the the kids can come to to their coaches and talk about certain private things and the coaches probably have a good perspective of what they've gone through or what they're what they're going through i think it's very very important um certainly uh coaching's important and, and we talked about the and naz and i talked about the bonds that are created um i, I always thought i mean I, I played a lot of sports uh, obviously not at a professional level but you know i played a lot of sports at a competitive level football basketball uh um, not ice hockey, but ball hockey, um, soccer especially. Um, I, I always thought there was something special. Naz, maybe you can comment on this. I always thought there was something special about the bonds with our high school football team. It must have been, it was almost like, we almost felt like we went to war together in certain ways. And maybe there, there's, a, there's an aspect in hockey about that as well. I didn't play ice hockey. But it's almost like then it's like bonds with your former teammates, guys that you grew up with. Um, you feel that at all, Lou? Well, I, I really do because a lot of my closest friends are, are guys that I have grown up with uh, through the age of uh, 11 and 12 and, and even grade 5 or 6. That uh, there's always, we've always, we're always together. We were always out there, whether we were playing baseball, ball hockey, whether we were out in a pond doing something. We were always together doing things. Nowadays, it seems like everybody goes their own way. They got video games. They got all these little things that uh, that kids do to, to keep themselves busy. Back then, it wasn't like that because there was no fear of going out and knowing that we were going to come home. And I think a lot of it has to do with it. Naz, you're, uh, you know, we... Well, uh, you saw everybody day and night, and that was the thing. You, you were together like nine months of the year or ten months of the year with your friends. And the people that, Louis right, people you grew up with from grade three, grade four, grade five, grade six, and you see all these kids. And high school is different, you know. Like, Louis, you played in the O, and uh, you played professional hockey league. You could have been traded any day. In high school, you're not going to be traded. They're, you, they're your guys. They're your support. They're, they're it. They're your and friends. And I find it amazing. It's... Uh, what is it? Almost forty years. It's more than forty years later, Naz, and yeah. uh, it, I just—it's uh, incredible that we can uh, we get together with all the boys, and uh, you know we have our beers, and we and we, we yeah. and we keep we keep repeating the same stories. For, and they get for, better and better every day, guys. <laughs> so when you grow up, be, by, be, be as old as us, you'll yeah, see. By the way, forty years later, I just you know I I, I actually I think I got like twenty three touchdowns in uh, yeah, in, yeah. in my last year, didn't I? I think that was you, pretty you, good. You, you had like ten sacks a game, didn't you? Absolutely, Matthew? absolutely. Anyways, uh, you know that's uh, it's it's great to great to uh, great to talk about that. But we've got two young young men in studio. We're just going to go to break right now. But when they when we come back from break. We're going to talk to Quincy Vandecruz and Christian Nika, who played high school football with Rob Ford as their coach. And um, they have some very, very uh, emotional things I think they want to say today, uh, uh, certainly in my brief conversations with these fine young men. Um, I know that there is a bond there between them and their high school football coach. And uh, when I got when I got a hold of you, um, Quincy, um, uh, I've never seen anybody so anxious to come on this show. Uh, I know that there's something you want to say today, and I know there's something you want to say today, Christian, Definitely. about a man that meant so much to you guys. And I, you know, I can I can see it. I can I can hear it. I can feel it in your voices. Uh, and we're going to give you that opportunity. Appreciate so. It. As soon as we come back from the break, we'll be talking to Quincy Vandecruz and Christian Nika, former high school football players 
with uh, uh, Rob Ford, our mayor who passed away. We'll be right back. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville brought back the large five-topping pizza special for just $13.99 for a limited time. I'm whispering because the last time Pizzaville brought back this special, there was pandemonium in the streets, pushing, shoving, biting. So order now and order often, and hopefully you won't have any bite marks when this is over. Call Pizzaville for the large five-topping pizza special at pound 3636 from your cell phone. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. The best. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. With a little training, anyone can learn the security business while on duty at your home or company. It's unfortunate, but a lot of security companies are just not experienced enough to handle the complex dynamics of tactical security. And that little bit of training and experience can end up costing you a lot more than you bargained for. Peace of mind, trust, and honor is the foundation on which the Regal Security reputation is built. They're driven, they're respected, and they're unrivaled. They're everyday superheroes. Visit them online at regalsecurity.ca and find out how much they know, not how much they can learn. The only thing I love more than sports is sports radio. Take it away, boys. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto and we're pleased to uh, have with us this morning Quincy Vandecruz and Christian Nika. Uh, Quincy and Christian were former high school football players and Rob Ford was their coach and we're, we're so glad you guys are here with us today to... Uh, Shed a little bit of light on uh, a different aspect of Rob Ford. I mean, certainly there's a lot of people who are 
critical of Mr. Ford for, for various reasons, but there are certain areas where, you know, uh, Mr., uh, where, where Rob Ford uh, did do some good, and I think we need to, we need to share that. And, um, and I just want to start off with something, Quincy. We, we do actually just got in touch yesterday. I was, we were trying to find somebody uh, to share the, some of these memories with us, and I found this on Twitter, and I hope you don't mind. No, go ahead. If I repeat it, it's fine. Uh, on your on your Twitter account and on your Instagram account, you have a picture of Rob Ford in a sweatsuit, mm-hmm. and this is what you wrote in in testimony to uh, Rob Ford. And I want our listeners to 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 listen to this because these these are these are thoughts from your heart, and and I know how difficult it must have been for you to write this, and I know that you were both you and Christian talked about that you were shocked at the passing of somebody that you call Uncle Rob Ford. Um, and this is what you wrote in testimony to Rob Ford. This is your testimonial. You were there for me when no one else was. I could count on you like family. You helped mold me as a young man. You helped me believe anything is possible. And you can achieve whatever I want. You were always about discipline and no excuses. I pray our Lord blesses your children, and may your soul rest in peace. Uncle Rob Ford. Your reaction, Quincy? I know this is difficult for you. Well, it's, when we heard, I heard the news I was in Montreal um, training, uh, which is something I know he'd want me to be doing. Because I'm really passionate about playing football, uh, and I'm still pursuing my dream to be a professional player. Um, I heard the news. I was really distraught. I was I was hurt. I felt like I let him down a little bit because I wasn't able to come and visit him as much as I would like while he was uh, in his condition. But um, it did affect us. I know it affected a lot of people because... Uh, it was he was like a security blanket for a lot of us players, you know, like um stemming off of what he was uh talking about here, this professional hockey player. He was uh explaining that it's important to have an outlet for uh players to have uh, a father like figure or uncle like figure we called him to um be able to uh speak to and uh you know, bounce your ideas off of uh, anything that's happening at home. Or at school, you have someone that can be objective and be able to give you some good in- insight. And Ford was just really raw. He was honest, and he just told you exactly what you needed to hear. It wasn't about what was comfortable for you or to make you feel comfortable. He told you exactly what you needed to hear because he was basically telling you, you know, life is cutthroat. you got to understand uh, that, you know, when you're going through life, it's just not a walk in the park. you got to understand what you're doing. You know, so he was he was very adamant about what he said, and we like really appreciated that. You know, he was really he was really genuine when he was talking to us. It wasn't just somebody talking to speak because he was coaching for us, but he was really genuine. We're talking to Quincy Vandercruz and some heartfelt uh, remembrances of his high school football coach Rob Ford. And of course, Quincy, you, you mentioned that you are still involved in football, and you're quite a good football player, actually. You're uh, you're trying out for some CFL teams uh, this summer, so you know obviously you're talented, and uh, you know we wish you all the best. And also with us is Christian Nika, who played uh, at uh, at Don Bosco, and you're a linebacker. And 
Uh, Christian, you played there a few years. It was a very successful team, from yeah, what I remember. Yeah, I played there for five years, to be honest. And uh, you guys were pretty good. You didn't lose too many games in five no, years, did didn't. you? And, uh, we, had, uh, we had two rough years. Yeah. A year, it was rough, and then the rest were all smooth sailing. And uh, I, I want to ask you, your favorite, uh, you know, I'm sure you were here, you heard Naz and I talk about uh, uh, our high school football coach, and we, you know, in 30, 40 years from now, you guys will be talking about this stuff just like, just like we do, and it'll bond you guys together, and it always will. Uh, but your favorite Rob Ford memory as a coach? You know what? This, this was one of my first week of football. I was in grade nine, and his dad had just died. This is when his dad died, and it was like the most emotional thing he ever went through. So he always had this rule where if you show up late to practice, you're running laps. If you don't show up to practice, you're not coming to the game at all. You're not dressing. doesn't matter if you're Quincy, who was the best, or if you were the worst player. He stood by his rules. And the first day his dad died, he showed up to practice late. And he, when he came, we had already begun preparations, warming up. He comes there and he runs four laps. Four laps and our coach, oh. our coach, the head coach. Rob Ford, Rob Ford ran, ran four, four laps. laps. I, I, I would like to have seen that, but that's it good. was four laps nonstop. Yeah, he did it and he came in. No excuses. No excuses. Wow. And it was like I was thinking to myself, like, why is he running? Because he's the leader. And when he came back and he was talking to us, he's like, you know what, guys, this is how I was taught. This is what my coaches taught me was discipline and. Only thing we knew from Rob was discipline. That's it. Nothing else. Like, he wasn't an X's O coaches. He taught us discipline, structure, you know, how to be men, how to face adversity. Because we had a lot of things against everybody else. I mean, I was very fortunate with my parents that they work. We have good income. But a lot of my friends didn't. So, you know, and Rob always told us, like, whatever it is, guys, just come to me first. Don't go to anybody else. Tell me whatever the problem is before we'll handle it, yeah. Guys, we'll how, handle it accordingly. How did uh, Rob Ford get involved in the team? Did, was there no co- uh, high, uh, teacher uh, he able to coach? Program. He started the whole program. He started the whole program. So, but Don Bosco never had a football no. program. Uh, no. uh, he helped start programs at numerous other schools. As I well. heard Eastern Commerce was another that yeah. I read about. But he uh, he, So he was well. the one who set... Who, Emory as well. Emory as well. Wow. <laughs> That's so interesting. He would uh, provide all the equipment, everything that they needed. Out of his own pocket. Out of his own pocket. What we didn't like is people talking about him saying that he's sifting or changing or moving money. Like Those are comments I don't appreciate, and I would appreciate if people stop making those comments. If you, if you don't know the man personally, don't, don't, make, don't make assumptions because you make a, make a fool out of yourself. You know, this guy would miss meetings. You know what I mean? He'd miss whatever he had to miss at the city hall, and we'd be first. What's your favorite uh, Rob Ford memory, uh, Quincy? Man, I have so many. <laughs> I have so many. I guess um, my favorite is when I got suspended. Um, I guess I was out of line. Rob Ford kicked me off the team. I came in. I felt, you know, I felt like I was the the man you know I didn't really want to obey the structure 
I wanted to uh, do things my way, and I got suspended from the team. Like Ford didn't want me back on the team, and I had to do some things within the school to get back in his good graces. And we also had a teacher who uh, made sure that our grade point average was above a certain level in order for us to play. So I had to show Ford, show my principal, my vice principal, my teachers in my classroom that I was willing to, you know, submit to the rules that were given, and I was reinstated on the team. That was pretty much my epiphany well, you to know, get my things you know, together. It's amazing when you're, you're telling me this story. I feel like, I feel like, and you guys are too young to even remember this. Um, it was, it was, it was my favorite movie when I was a kid, which was, uh, I feel like I'm, I'm listening to an episode of To Sir With Love. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie. No. It's about a high school Sydney teacher. Poitier. Sidney Poitier. A uh, great, fantastic actor uh, who goes into an inner city school, I believe in London, England, and uh, just and it just teaches them discipline, and and uh, and he just he takes them from the beginning of the year, a bunch of rowdy kids who no discipline whatsoever, and at the end of the year he he produces functioning adults, and I almost feel like I almost feel like there's a Hollywood movie in here in terms of what you're telling me about what the influence that Rob Ford had on your lives. And I want to follow up on another point that you just brought up, Quincy, is that, um, and, and I, want you to, I, want, I want you to pursue this a little bit more for us, is that he didn't just care about you guys as football players. No. That's, uh, that, it, it was, that, and he that was he, last. That was last. That was yeah, last. He, 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 wanted, he wanted to produce young men, yeah. and, and I, want, I want you to go back. It was important to him um uh, and and go go a little bit further with this to interact with your teachers he made to make sure that you were performing yeah. in the classroom he made references with him being at city hall with us carrying himself how he has to carry himself he's telling us when you grow up this is exactly how you're going to have to carry yourself you know what i mean you're going to have to be responsible you know what i mean you're going to have to be accountable for your actions and you're going to have to not make you can't make excuses things need to get done was was Rob universally um, liked by uh, by all all the players in the program? Were there cliques on the team? No. Some people didn't players, like him. Parents, parents, everybody parents, liked him. Talk, talk to me a little bit about the parents. The parents, like players, you know, don't, you, nobody hears about yeah. this in the press. About, Honestly, parents, right? men. We all. My mom loves him. Everybody. If my mom could sit here right now, she would talk for about an hour about him. Like she could call him and talk to him, and he would answer. He'd be at work, and my mom would have an issue. She can call him and speak to him, and he'll answer. Like, you know, this guy, he put his life on pause when he would be scrutinized for doing that for others, and it's crazy. Like, it was almost awkward for me to know that somebody in such a power position actually gave a damn about me. We're, we're talking to Quincy DeCruz and uh, Chris Janika, who are... Former players of Rob Ford, and they, uh, they've uh, graciously come into studio this morning to share their incredibly positive memories of their former high school football coach. And uh, going back to that picture I talked about uh, that you put on Instagram and that you have on your Facebook page, Quincy, it's a, it's a picture of Rob Ford in a red tracksuit. And I just want to say to the listeners uh, what the caption is, because uh, I think it's important. The caption on this picture as put by Quincy is, Rest in Paradise, Uncle Ford, Don Bosco Nation. It's quite a tribute. It really is. Of course. Um, And going back to the academics, 
Uh, would, he, would he actually throw kids off the team if they weren't if they weren't Honestly, keeping their marks up? Guys were nervous to miss class to get a low mark under test. Like I'm telling you, guys were nervous. Like every single practice, we'd come outside. Ford would do attendance for all 72 players for That's the senior one. team and the junior team. One by one, we'd sit down with our legs crossed, waiting to hear our name, hoping that everybody on that list went to class, handed their assignments, and their grade point averages up to par. Because if not, they're not playing. You know, the one thing I loved about him. He never punished. He never punished any of us individually. So if whatever <laughs> happened, the whole team got punished. Yes. Everybody. If we had to cut practice short to run laps, it didn't matter. One person messed up on the team, everybody's... He team. must have gone to the Gary Cranmer school. Yeah, he sounds familiar. <laughs> Definitely old Guys, uh, I, um, his, his idol is Lou Holtz. Oh, well, there's a... Notre yeah, Dame guy, Lou. Yeah, we watched Notre Lou Dame Holtz. Guys. We used to have to watch an hour and a half of Lou Holtz tapes in the, Holtz. Oh, in the uh, auditorium. Here we go. Did he coach Arkansas, too? <laughs> no, he coached oh, Arkansas, no. too. Lou Holtz was a personal friend of mine, too. I can understand maybe Era Precision, but Lou Holtz, We watched that before a playoff game. National Championship. Lou Era? Lou and Era. Lou in 1988. Go ahead, How did the teachers in the school take Rob Ford? Were they? Did they like him? Was a lot there of them animosity him. towards him, or what was it? A lot I, of them liked him, but a lot of them, at the same time, was a bit of animosity because our games, at times we had to let out, we had to be let out early, right? So we can play games. So it was a bit of both with them. You should have done what we should have done. What Naz and I used to do, we used to just cut classes the entire day of a football game. Yeah, I never, yeah, I, yeah. I never went to class we on the want, day of a football game. but on a but on a serious note, it, yeah. it, it created camaraderie, yeah. you know, yeah. with the team and and with students. You know, students who wouldn't even you wouldn't normally see come to a game or coming to our games and supporting. Like parents are coming to games, you know, taking off work and understanding that you know their kids are more of a priority than working, you know, like it was, it was good to have him there, man. So did you have any other teacher support on the coaching staff or was it just Rob and uh, his Yeah, I, one, we had a teacher that was at the school who was um, our, uh, basically like he would make sure that everybody was, was in uh, class. He was like the, the, the manager, Matt, like the student, yeah. I mean the teacher, the school's uh, representative, representative because they needed somebody because Rob there. Rob wasn't from, a yeah. teacher, right? right? And the thing is, for the most part, it was Rob and one other coach. Oral Sibilis. He's a, a police officer, constable, Oral Sibilis. It was just them two, right, for, like, most of the years. And you know what? Rob could micromanage pretty much the whole thing. Coach Payman. Coach Payman as well, he was a big part of it as well. Our, another coach that we had that was real close with Rob, really, really close with him. Uh, he was um, a big part as well. Like, he would help, you know, when – other players, you know, aren't as tough as other players. He'd be able to, you know, pat yeah. them on the back and talk to them. You know? I, I've got to, I've got to ask you guys. You guys are, uh, you know, I mean, you guys, you know, you, you know what's going on, and you know the criticisms of Rob Ford. Yeah. Um, and you guys are adults. You're not kids anymore. You're 25 and 26 years old. Yeah. And, and well, I mean, I'll, I'll set out my bias. I think Rob Ford um, deserved to be criticized. Uh, for certain certain things he did in his personal life, as we all do, as all human beings make mistakes, um, deserves to be criticized, but he also deserves to be applauded 
for some of the good things that he did. And that's why we have you guys here today, because there's no question in my mind that he was a positive influence on the lives of a lot of young men. Um, but as adults now, um, how do you react to later finding out uh, about Rob Ford and, you know, some of his indiscretions? How do you, how do you deal with that? How do you, how do you reconcile that with, uh, with him being such a positive influence in your lives? Personally, it didn't, it doesn't affect me. And why it doesn't affect me is to stem off of what you said. People do make mistakes. And the things that he's done for us overpower a thousand times his mistake. And I can tell you for myself, I don't take part in any of those type of things. I'm pretty sure that 99, 100% of the players on our team don't take part in none of those things. And it's all due to Rob Ford's consistency as a coach, as a mentor, and as an uncle to his players. Um, Rob Ford's being laid to rest on Wednesday this week. I'm sure you've had some discussions with teammates and whatever. Tell me a little bit about uh, about those discussions. Any plans at all to honor him in any way? You know, uh, we still haven't uh, exactly come up with a plan, but uh, for the most part, we just sit there and just talk it out and just laugh. You know, that's been the it's most. probably the best way. That's been the most uh, consistent yeah. thing we've done thus far is just sit there and just reminisce old stories. And those stories, like, you know, they'll be with me for the rest of my life. Just like you guys said, you guys reflect on those stories when you guys remember. Yeah, they, they get better and better every <laughs> year. <ago. laughs> Believe me. Uh, yeah. you, you'll be telling those stories for a long time, let me tell you. Anyways, uh, uh, it's it time to go to break. We've been talking to Quincy Vandecruz uh, and uh, Christian Nika, who, of course, uh, played uh, high school football for Rob Ford and um, at Don Bosco. Um, and I just want to, uh, uh, before we go to break, I just want to ask you guys, uh, you know, one last question. Of course, you'll be uh, hanging around for the rest of the show. One last question. Um, if Rob Ford was sitting right beside me right now, what would you say to him? Oh, man. You want to go eat? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Probably say that. You want to watch some film? If there's one last thing you could say to him, what would you say to him? Um, you know I what? miss you. I honestly I do. I miss you. If it's just for him to know if, if that message can really, really, if he can listen and hear this right now, I do miss you. And I love you and I appreciate you. And I will continue to talk positive about you and spread good. You're, you're a good name that people do not know about. You know, I just want to tell him thank you. You know what I mean? Just honestly, just I couldn't be more thankful of the person that was in my life when I needed it the most, you know? I mean, we all have our parents, but... Our parents sometimes is not enough, right? Then our parents do the best to shield us from things. And Rob was a person that put it out there for me and said, this is how it is. This is how you have to be in life. You know what I mean? And I can never, I can never forget those things, you know? So I just want to tell him, thanks, Coach. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that with us. Uh, you're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We'll be right back after the break.
It was a rainy day in Pizzaville when they got up in my grill. Ponzo combo, Ponzo combo. You get two Ponzerotti with two toppings per, plus ten chicken wings, I say for sure. Ponzo combo, Ponzo combo. That's $19.99, a deal, for real. A steal. Ponzo combo. Ponzo combo. Yo, visit pizzaville.ca or pound 3636 from your cell phone, Wood. At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal? Yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them every day. They've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. The security business is easy, right? Anyone can learn it. Perhaps they can learn it on duty with your valuables at stake. Perhaps they can learn it in a crisis situation that requires an immediate intelligent response when lives are at risk. After all, what harm can a few mistakes make? Plenty. When it comes to security for your business or office, an experienced partner like Regal Security makes sense. Security is what they do. Peace of mind is what they provide. Visit them online at regalsecurity.ca and find out how much they know, not how much they can learn. Are they ever wrong about sports? I can answer that in two words. Impossible. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zuma Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. Uh, we've had uh, we've been talking to Quincy Van de Cruz and Christian Nika, who played uh, high school football for Rob Ford, and we've been talking about coaching and uh, obviously the influences coaches can have on young athletes. And uh, uh, we also have with us as uh, a repeat performer in the uh, Naz and Wally Sports Hour, Lou Franceschetti. Lou, of course, former Toronto. 
Maple Leaf, uh, Buffalo Sabre, and Washington Capital. And uh, Lou, uh, from a professional, we're going to uh, go a little bit uh, different uh, different tack. We'll go back to the minor, uh, to the high school part of it shortly. We're, uh, we have a, a unique guest to talk about that. But uh, from the professional aspect, uh, coaching, um, what made you, you played for a lot of coaches. What, uh, who were the good ones? Who were the bad ones? We well, talked, you th- talked about communication. You talked about a lot of different things. I don't think there's Coaching's really any different bad nowadays. Ones. Yeah, I don't think there's really any bad ones, Wally. It's just more or less growing up, you think that the coach you have is the best coach until you actually get step, step up to the next uh, level. Uh, I played two years in Niagara Falls, and I thought Paul Ames was pretty good until I got to the pros and realized how much I'd missed out on the learning aspect of, of certain situations on the ice. Um, playing for Brian Murray, who's very quiet at times, uh, but knowing that if you did the, the job that uh, that he wanted you to, he, he gave you a certain um, uh, duty to do on the ice. It was more or less, uh, you know, you keep within your, your parameters and uh, you get a chance. The coaches all, we I, personally, everybody's different. And as long as you're fair, that's all that matters to me. And when you're, uh, especially more so in your younger, uh, let's say minor hockey or junior A, uh, how important was it or was it, did it make any difference to you, the... Uh, the leadership qualities of the coach or the life skills he was trying to teach you? That any of that make any difference? Do you have any recollections of any of that, That any life lessons you learned from any of your coaches, especially when you were younger? Uh, you know what? There are a lot of life lessons learned uh, back then, but at the moment, at that time, you really never thought about it because all you wanted to do is go out there and have fun and join being, uh, being around friends and teammates and uh, competing was the biggest thing for us. We just didn't want to be uh, uh, we'd be one of those teams that everybody would uh, walk all over. So we, we stuck together as a team, whether we were big or small, or uh, whether we lost a lot of games, or whether we won a lot of games. And we had fun doing it. And at the end of the day, uh, uh, you know, we'd get together for, for pizza or something like that and, and just joke about it and rib each other about uh, little things that went on the ice over the years. And uh, we had a good time doing it. Anyways, we're pleased to welcome to the uh, Naz and Wally Sports Hour a gentleman by the name of Danny Ranelli. Danny Ranelli is uh, is actually a high school coach. He's a high school uh, coach at St. Basil's Collegiate. Uh, good morning, Mr. Ranelli. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, thanks for having me today. Uh, it's a pleasure that you join us, especially on this topic uh, that's uh, been dear to us so far this morning. But uh, you tell us a little bit what your what uh, uh, your coaching experience in high school and uh, it's at St. Basil's. I'm crying. It's St. Basil's. I, I've lost track of it. it. Used to be at Weston and Shepherd, but you moved, yeah, did we, you not? Yeah, we moved a little bit. Uh, we moved a little bit south down the road, but yeah. uh, nothing's changed. Just the building, but uh, the people are the same, and the uh, and the kids that are there. Uh, Although the community is uh, is shifting a little bit, uh, they're the same kids, and they all want the the same things that uh, Quincy and Christian have been talking about all along here. So I'm yeah, I'm yeah, actually... yeah Dan, sorry to interrupt, Danny, but uh, you you coach uh, high school. Uh, is it hockey? Yeah. Okay, and uh, you've been listening to Christian and uh, and uh, Quincy. Your reaction to some of their comments? Well, I I think that these two gentlemen are are perfect uh, student representatives for. For students at large, you know, when you're talking about uh, the high school experience, because in my in my estimation, uh, everything that you guys talked about earlier really hit the uh, the nail on the head. Uh, 
you know, the things that Lou talked about in terms of communication and yourselves, the experience you've had. In my world, uh, you know, in my um, life as well, the experiences, uh, they were probably a thousand compared to the successes I had. So it's all about the process. You know, people, uh, people underestimate the value of the things that you go through with your, uh, with your teammates, with your, uh, with your buddies and, uh, and the, uh, and the coaches that you've had, et cetera. And, you know, mentorship is, is a very, very important thing in the entire process. And to me, uh, there's a difference between teaching and coaching. I'd like to think that I'm a teacher, not a coach. Sometimes coaches, all they do is they go out and they recruit, they get the best players, all they want to do is win. But these two gentlemen today, uh, you know, they didn't talk about winning. I, I didn't hear about any of the championships they had. I, I, I just heard about the, uh, the great times they had with Mr. Ford. And uh, I met Mr. Ford on numerous occasions. I didn't know him very well. But uh, by, by the sounds of it, uh, you know, he's, he's done some good things with some, with some good people. And it's all about people. Uh, we're talking to Danny Ranelli, coach at uh, St. Basil's uh, College School in uh, in Toronto. Danny, um, you've coached high school athletics for a long time, and you know you you're dealing with. I mean, I don't want to use the word kids because I, I don't think they're kids. You're dealing with young adults uh, who are at a vulnerable time in their life, and uh, does that does that create a special responsibility? For a high well, school, absolutely. You, and, and you tell are. and and tell us and tell us what that responsibility means to you, and and how you implement that in your programs. Well, I, I I've often been uh, um, not not uh, not criticized, but but uh, but been told that I'm uh, too much of a staunch advocate of of uh, you know traditionalist uh, attitudes towards certain things and uh, you know disciplined approach to. To what I do and how I coach, etc. But I, but I really, really believe these guys that you have to be their, you have to be their, um, a parent, not a friend. You've got to separate yourself. You have to, you have to walk the walk. You know, you've got to talk the talk and and back everything up with these kids because, like anything, and you guys said it earlier about being impressionable. That those are the those are the critical uh, ages in their lives. You know, uh, some of these, uh, the few uh, like Lou who were fortunate enough to get to the show and. Uh, and, and, and we're at the elite level of competition, those guys are few and far between. I think the majority you're looking at is, is mentoring them, uh, teaching them something about life so that when they come out, and at the end of it, uh, you know, just like Quincy and Christian said, they've got some really good things to say about uh, Coach Ford. They, uh, they remember those, those uh, avenues where they needed somebody to, uh, to lean on, but at the same time, he was tough, you know, from what I understand, and, 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 and I like that. I, I, I respect that. Danny, uh, what has changed? You've you've been a teacher for a while now. What has changed from when you came in and what, where you are at now with the uh, with the kids? Well, I, I think uh, Nat, the the attitudes of the, uh, of the of the kids have changed. I think they're like like Lou was saying earlier, the the parents take a more predominant role. Uh, they're more active in the lives of these kids. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they're uh, they're apprehensive. They're not sure about. Uh, uh, where, what direction they're going in. Um, there's a lot more programs going on. Uh, I don't know if, um, I don't know if they, if they don't trust the system as much when we were growing up. Uh, I don't, I don't know if my parents came to the school that often. I don't know if they ever got involved as much as parents get involved today, but the kids are, are, uh, involved with, uh, social media and there's a lot of information being passed down and, and I respect, uh, you know, Quincy and Christian for the way that they, they managed the situation around uh, Mr. Ford. You know, uh, uh, it wasn't easy, I'm sure, for these guys while they were playing football. 
uh, with all the, the media attention and, and, the, and the buzz around the things that were not going as well in his life. But, uh, but you know, I think the important thing is to, is to uh, find out what, what they need, what the kids need today, and, and, uh, and focus your attention on that. And that's a tough thing to do because, because there are far more needs and, and uh, uh, situations than there were in the past. What's happening with athletics in the schools? Uh, uh, some of the teams are dropping out in different sports. Uh, do you see a decline right now? Yeah, I, th- I think uh, I think that's due to uh, the the rep sports that are out there and the attitude uh, that's been um, um, passed down through. Uh, you know, um, I don't know if we can use the, the the National Hockey League as an example in the GTHL and uh, um, you know they're they're talking about uh, creating a, a basketball league. Uh, of sorts through uh, like like the GTHL using that same model, etc. I think they're taking the fun out of sport. I think they're making it too organized, too structured. You know, we used to run home uh, after school when we weren't practicing on the football field or we weren't uh, wrestling on the mat or or, or uh, playing soccer, etc. To play some ball hockey, to kick the ball around, to do other things. I think that's taken out of the equation. You know, and there's commercials on TV now where. You know, screen time is cutting down on playtime, and, and that's that's one of the biggest issues. Now we're talking to Danny Rinelli. Danny Rinelli is a teacher and high school coach at St. Basil's uh, College School in Toronto. Uh, Danny, you've been uh, you've been coaching uh, high school athletics for a long time. Why do you do it? Uh, I you know what I've I've always done it. I've I've always played. I've always uh, you know I've always kicked the ball around. I've always done something, and I think it's. It's just one of those things that's in your blood. Um, I, I think, you know, if you said what was some of my, uh, my uh, most memorable moments, sometimes you can't remember those, uh, those moments because, again, they were, there were so many of them. There was so much fun that we had. Like, growing up, uh, you guys were talking about influential people. Like, I had, a, I had Mr. Andy Fadak at, uh, at Chaminade College, which I was a graduate of, and, and he was the guy. He was my Rob Ford. You know, he was the guy that... Uh, that helped me along and, and, uh, and got me involved with that. And, and uh, Mr. Anderchuk, uh, who, who was my elementary school uh, a teacher, who started the first ball hockey league and, and got things organized. And you know what? I, I think it just got into my system, and it never left. And I really love uh, giving, the, uh, giving the kids, I, I guess here's the word, opportunity. Because, I mean, some of these guys, if I coached Lou Franceschetti when he was younger, I don't think I would have had that much of an influence on Lou as a player because he probably was going to make it either way because he had the skill, he, you know, he had the heart, he wanted it bad enough. And I think that we overemphasize coaching in terms of uh, building players rather than people. And I, and I think that's the most important thing. I, I love what these guys have brought back to the table. You know, I would love the guys to say that about me. And, and, I, and I think that's the, ultimate, uh, that's the ultimate goal. Danny, anybody ever come back and say thank you to you? Oh, absolutely, and that's you know, and, and again, when they do, um, it's it's got to be the most satisfying thing, you know. Uh, uh, but they'll come back and they won't say thanks for helping me win the championship. They'll come back and and, and tell the story about what happened when they were messing around in the uh, hotel room at Offsa and uh, and they broke the lamp and uh, and they were trying to hide it from me. And, uh, and when I came into the room, when I heard a ruckus and they and they and they as, as a team got together and 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 uh, and ended up paying for the lamp and. Uh, and uh, making sure that I wasn't got wind of it until later on, despite the fact that we already knew. So those little things there are really cool things that you're going to remember forever. We've been talking to uh, Danny Rinelli, uh, high school football, uh, former high school football coach, hockey coach at St. Basil's, and teacher, of course. And uh, it's been part of our uh, show talking about coaching and talking about uh, Rob Ford's 
uh, career as a high school football coach at Don Bosco. Listen, Danny, thanks for joining us, and thank you for sharing your uh, your perspective on being a uh, high school uh, much, high school coach. It's a pleasure, and uh, Quincy Christian, good luck in your future. All right, guys. Thank good you very much. Coach. Happy Thank Easter. You so much. Thanks, Danny. Danny, take care of yourself, buddy. We'll see you on the ball hockey courts. Thanks, Lucia. Take Bye. care, uh, Quincy uh, Christian. Any reaction to uh, what Danny Ranelli had to say? He's, you know, you were I, smiling about the uh, the hotel incident with the broken. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's probably a lot you guys would like to say. You know, you probably had a lot of fun, and there were probably some incidents, and it's something there's, there's, there's something you guys are going to chat between yourselves there's, there's for years and years to come. There's a lot, a lot of stuff Naz and I can't put on the air either. So uh, <laughs> certainly, uh, you know what? There's there's uh, you know we talked about Rob Ford. There's gentlemen like Danny Ranelli, but there's thousands. Definitely. There's thousands of these, uh, I call them volunteers, and uh, you find them, and you know, and, and a good percentage of them do it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. And, and they are creating, you know, and, you know, and I, I think about Rob Ford and you guys, I'm thinking about Big Brother. Definitely. He's like, he's a big brother. He's, part of, uh, he's part of that program. You know, like, he used uh, to he's, work us so hard. You know? What else do we have to do other than go home and fall asleep, you know? Yeah. Like, that sounds familiar. Nothing else we could have possibly done. The games. I, I got to ask one more question, and I was, I was going to ask this before, but uh, I got my wrong reading glasses on today, so I couldn't read my notes very well today. Mm-hmm. And I got to ask you this, Quincy. Yeah. And, 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 and I have to ask this, because Rob Ford gets criticized for this by the mainstream media. And forgive me for asking this question if you find it insensitive, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're 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 black Canadian. Mm-hmm. Rob Ford gets criticized for, and I'm sure there were a lot of uh, minorities on his teams. Yeah, he gets criticized for being a racist. Wow! I want you to re- I want <laughs> you to respond to that because I, I get so tired of reading it. Please respond to that. My response was in my laugh, man. That's that's that was funny. He doesn't like black people. Wow, Rob is for the. And you've, I'm sure you've read that. In, I'm sure you've read that in the press. Coach Ford, our terminology. He's received a black card, so he's he's been comfortable with one of us for a long, long time. He's my. I see him as my uncle. I don't see color. You know what I mean? I just see somebody who cares genuinely about me, like a family member. You know, not not water, blood. You know, he was blood. You know, genetically, we didn't have the same, but to me, spiritually, you know, we were, like, seriously, that was my uncle. You know, there was never a doubt in my mind that he had a racist ounce of blood in his body. That, how did how did he get the name Uncle Bob, uh, Uncle Rob? Well, who gave him that? from Colts, right? Yeah, like, you know, He's... we just all call him Uncle Rob Ford, you know, Uncle Ford. Uncle Ford, like when when we're off the football field and, you know, we're chilling or we can go to Pizza Hut or we're, you know, by his place or we're watching film and, you know, he takes a little bit of the seriousness off to show his, you know, his human side that, you know, he can be like us. You know what I mean? We It's our uncle, you know. That's how you are with your uncle. You know, when you're you're bad, your uncle punishes you, but, you know, he still loves you. You know what? The first thing he did when he met anybody... So whether it be the bus driver that was taking us to our games or to anybody that walked close to him, he'd just pull out his card and say, hey, how you doing? My name is Ralph Ford. Call me if you ever need anything. And, Loves that line. That's and just, it doesn't matter. Like, people look at it like, what am I going to need you for? But you know what? Like, what do you say to somebody that says, call me if you ever need anything? You know what I mean? How can you possibly 
give that person the title of being a racist because of how the media twisted up his words. And what do you do? What do you say to that, Christian? Unfortunately, uh, we're going to have to leave it at that. Um, I, I just, I just want to thank you guys so much. We want to thank you as well. Thank you. We want to thank you so much in coming in and sharing. Um, sharing Rob Ford's, uh, the positive contributions he made to that program and to the lives of a lot of young men. I think that's a story that needs to be told more than it's been told. And I think the great tragedy in the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, we stay away from politics uh, because we know whichever side we take, we're always going to upset 50% of the population. (laughs) So we stay away from politics and, you know, you know, reasonable people can have difference of opinions on Rob Ford, but I think the great tragedy is he passed away at the age of 46, and um, he had a real connection with a lot of people. Which was, sorry to cut you off, but yeah. it, it wasn't, I just wanted to say, like, there's still kids that are growing up right now that aren't going to get some opportunities that we got with him. Yeah, and that's a tragedy. Uh, yeah. you, know, you know, he had a, he had a life ahead of him that, you know, he could have made so many more positive contributions, and that's, I think that's the tragedy in all of this. Correct. I, I can't say how thankful we are that you guys came in. It's been, it's been valuable you. for Naz and I to know this, and I think it's valuable for our listeners to know some of these stories. You've been listening to the – and Lou, thanks so much for uh, – once again for being here for us. Well, thank you, Wally. And sharing your insights from, from your perspective. Uh, to all our listeners, have a happy Easter, and uh, we'll be back again next Sunday morning at 9 on the Nazawali Sports Hour. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.